it was creepy because you couldn't see faces, but you could see lights flickering. There was like, seemed like something was moving, but it was fast. It was ghostly, not, I wouldn't say like alien. Meanwhile, let me pass on the good word about the new Wonky Times. Hello, welcome to the show. Shooby do I wawa. Hey Brian, how the heck are you doing today? Whoa! <laughs> Brian, what was that all about? That was a weird way to start the episode. Matt, it's Pandemonium Day, July 14th. So I'm creating havoc in your life. <laughs> hey, I don't need any of that. Come on, I'm having a pretty good day so far. It is an annual celebration of chaos and disorder. Pandemonium Day is a reminder of the chaos and uncertainty that marks most of our lives. Uh, mm, okay, well, okay, so a day of chaos is upon us, everyone. Man, that was a strange sound you made there, Brian. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. You were like Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> So pandemonium day, huh? Hold on, let me Google this really quick, you crazy robot. What is that wicked sound? It's pandemonium, Brian. I'm bringing it into your life now. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's what I found on the internet. Uh, the unofficial holiday encourages people to take a different look at upheavals and changes in their lives. Ooh. It also inspires people to find ways to take a pause from the daily grunt and bring order into their lives. Pretty cool. The word pandemonium, meaning a place of confusion or turmoil, comes from English poet John Milton's epic poem named Paradise Lost. First published in 1667, the epic was a collection of 10 books. Wow, that's a lot of books. That's like thousands of pages, Brian. So many words. <laughs> hey, but I bet there aren't too many words that rhyme with pandemonium, right? Ammonium. Well, okay. One point for you. Coronium. Two points for Brian. Harmonium, plutonium, zirconium. Okay, now you're just showing off, dude. Let me Google really quick. Here's one. Don't be a jerktonium, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's a real word. Uh, jerktonium. I don't think it's a real word. Sure it is. No, Google it to make sure. Okay. <laughs> Does that sound creating pandemonium in your life, dear listener? Alright, well, you're right, Brian, it's a fictional word. Jerktonium is a toxic chemical-filled element featured in both the SpongeBob SquarePants Season 8 episode called It's a SpongeBob Christmas. Okay. And the 2012 video game named It's a SpongeBob Christmas. Well, cool, dude. Okay, but we've gotten off topic here. You never specified what the topic of this episode is, as far as I can remember. True. <laughs> okay, it's true. First, I want to talk about my grandma for a second. I think she knows some stuff, some stuff that she doesn't want me to know, you know, about aliens. You're your grandma is like a time capsule full of knowledge. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> she didn't know I was recording this the other day. Sorry, Grandma. But listen to uh, her dodge my questions about wonky things. Ooh. That one spot is... I wonder what I happened. like that it's like rug. bird got in there. Do you ever see any uh, Bigfoots out there in the backyard, Grandma? See any what? Bigfoot. Does he ever come in your backyard? No. You ever hey. see anything weird back there? Hmm. Lizards and hawks. Do you think any aliens come around this park? These. What? Do you think any aliens come around your neighborhood? Aliens. From <laughs> outer space. Do you think any UFOs come around here? I can't hear you, honey. <laughs> you got your hearing aid in? No. 
What do you do with it? Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, she's totally seen aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's totally dodging the question. I'd have selective hearing as well after years of listening to you. Dang, Brian. But I'm only a robot, so never mind me. <laughs> okay, so what I really want to talk about is my recent trip to Chicago and the conversation I had with my buddy, Nate. I really missed you while you were gone. Oh, that's nice, Brian. I was by myself. I was home alone. Hey, speaking of home alone... Ah! Matt, you scared me. <laughs> I was screaming like Kevin McAllister does in the movie, Home Alone. You're definitely creating pandemonium today. Uh, well, okay, Nate and I were in his car when we recorded this conversation. We were on our way to the house in Home Alones. I wanted to see it in real life, you know? Well, how was it? Oh, it was, pre it was pretty cool. They had a big fence around it, though, so I wasn't able to break in like one of those wet bandits. <laughs> anyway, um, so Nate saw something very strange when he was a kid, and here's our uh, conversation about it. Hope you like it. Oh, the suspense is killing me. Pandemonium. <laughs> Take a listen. For those listening, we're inside a car right now in Chicago, and Nate is taking me to see the Home Alone house, the house that was in Home Alone. Do you think that place is haunted? Um, have you heard anything? I've not heard anything, but it no, would be no, like, really ghost kids have been left alone. In house. Like, I imagine people have like that's like a highly sought after like thing to go see. Uh -huh. So like, I would always assume that like some of these, like if I grew up in this neighborhood, I would one hundred percent like of snuck into that Home Alone house and like <laughs> tried to see like some unique things about it you know because we all watch the movie like we almost we feel like we probably like know the house by heart right and like i want to go in and experience that and be like oh yeah this is where the micro machines or like whatever with the legos yeah. and all that like so what if know? someone in real life did what kevin McAllister did but he killed the crooks that came in the house oh like home alone's based on a true story <laughs> but not <laughs> yeah. I, um... now there's ghosts of criminals <laughs> i would love it <laughs> Okay, so tell me about this weird thing that you saw as a kid. So, something weird that I experienced while growing up happened at a middle school while I was playing basketball with some friends uh, and my brother. So, we were playing basketball. It was past dusk and there was lights on the court. So, it was like dark all around the uh, playground, park area. It was a school with an adjacent park. And where was this? And... and Arizona? Yep, this was in, I guess, Miranda, Arizona. Anyway, it was a middle school, and we were playing basketball. It was dark, with the exception of the basketball court, where the lights were on. Um, I was with, you know, we had like a small pickup game going. It was probably like three on three, about six people, if I recall. Just one family and my, and my brother. And while we were playing, all of a sudden, there were like a series of lights flickering on and off, like in what seemed like sequential for the school. So it was like, almost like you would see, like it start on one end and then go all the way down towards the other end. Wow. The light go on and off and then the next one, right? Not as if someone was like running from room to room doing it, but so fast that it seemed like it was something else. Like a fancy light display, like, like you know what? Yeah, lights. like a Christmas kind of like tuned light display. Yeah, that's why. Then I saw like a couple shadows and flickering. So it was like it was sequential at first to see like it caught my attention. Yeah. Then everybody at the court was like, we were all stopped and like staring at it. They were like flickering and moving throughout like in randomness. And then the the rest of the group at this point kind of stared and then ran away. 
because what we saw was like a shadowy kind of like human form kind of thing. Yeah. And it was creepy because this was at night. And you were young. There was no school going on. We were young. Um, all like, all the hairs on the back of my neck, like, you know, it all like, I got that whole like, my scalp and like my yeah. back of my neck kind of like tingling and like, it was just so weird. And I just stood there and stared. Everybody else like ran. <laughs> I just stood to see like what else would happen. Did you and anyone else ever talk about it again? Like you and your brother or, or any of those friends that... Yeah, yeah, them. well, I mean, I wouldn't say that I continued being friends with them. <laughs> it was more of my mother's friend's kids. So, yeah. Um, but no, my brother and I would, like, talk about it every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then one of my other friends, we talked about it in front of, right? And this friend was a bit more of a uh, unique individual uh-huh. that was more willing to do some questionably legal stuff. <laughs> and he may or may not have convinced me to break into the school when I was older and investing and just like look around and see what, cause like he was very interested too. Yeah. Cause you know, we always talk about, I don't know, I'm interested in that whole weirdness and unique things that you can't explain. I remember it so vividly. It was creepy cause you couldn't see faces, but you could see lights flickering. There was like, seemed like something was moving, but nothing that like, nothing that was like a, it wasn't, didn't seem like a human was move at a human pace kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was fast. It was ghostly. Not, I wouldn't say like alien. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, nothing triggered as like alien for me. It seemed like ghostly in a sense. And so when you went back into that school later on in life, I'm not going to say you broke in or anything, but yeah. When you went into that, when I was, I was welcomed <laughs> in, in the middle of the night through like a roof hatch. <laughs> what, what, was there anything weird in there? Or I mean, yeah, there, there, there was nothing that, that it, it came to nothing. It was more of like, also we shouldn't be here. Let's get, let's get that was years here. later too. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely years later. I was, it was from when I was in middle school when it happened, maybe sixth grade. Uh-huh. And then I, I think I went back, like, you know, after after high school while hanging out in the park one night. After seeing that or even before seeing that, did, do you believe in ghosts and any kind of, like, spirits? I want to say yes or no. I believe in, like, like a life force or, like, an energy, mm-hmm. right? That can linger. Maybe that can, like, impact things around. I don't know, but I don't think of, like, haunted ghosts and, like, ghouls and, like, scary like, kind of creatures or anything like that the boogeyman yeah i don't think of like i wonder you know it, it's nothing that i would be afraid of or a reason it was just i think of everything as like interesting in a sense not like a, a scary kind of like like i said haunting or anything like that's i'm not like nothing frightening just like an energy of like unexplained circumstances that's what i believe in and think that you know i think that the dead like you know that energy has to go out and dissipate mm-hmm. somewhere and you know it might interact with things that we we experience in the world. Yeah. That's what I like to believe. So you mentioned that when you first saw the lights go off in this school, you said the hairs ro- rose on your neck. Like, yes. And yes. goosebumps was... and all that. Are you afraid of things like that? Or was it just like more of like, oh, this is really cool. That's why the hairs were. I think at that point I should have been. Is this the house here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a picture of it. You know, other houses on this neighborhood are actually look bigger. Uh, yeah, this house looks a lot smaller than it did on screen for me. Oh, I see the garage back there. Because his neighbor lived next door, the guy with the shovel. And this doesn't look anything like the neighborhood. No. Right? Wonky Times will be right back after this short commercial break. When Polly came into my life, I had no idea how much I needed the level of companionship that a dog provides. <coughs> 
She lights up my life. And now, thanks to Matt Sterner and Wonky Pet Portraits, I have this incredible painting of her that celebrates the fun, cool, confident gal that she is. Everyone should have a chance to see their pet through Matt's eyes. So what are you waiting for? Head over to wonkypetportraits.com to turn your pet companion into a real work of art. And uh, right before the commercial break, clearly I saw the Home Alone house and I kind of freaked out and just cut Nate off. But uh, I was asking him about if he's afraid of anything, you know, like he's not he's a person that's not really afraid of stuff. So I picked his brain about it. Hey, Brian, what what, what are you afraid of? Dexterity, precise hand-eye coordination, unknown and unstructured spaces and clowns. Wow, clowns. <laughs> Okay, cancel the clown I hired for Brian's birthday party. Okay, Brian, here's more of my conversation with Nate. So you saw, you, you got goosebumps. Right, right. I got when goosebumps you, when you saw this. Uh, did it scare you or was it more of like, like I think an excitement? It was an excitement chill kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Excitement because of, hey, something new, right? I yeah, mean, you don't that's see that kind of, kind of like thing every how day. I approach things with my life. Yeah. So, and I think I've always done that. Does anything scare you? Like, does thunder and lightning scare you? No. <laughs> no. There rains a lot here in Chicago. Heights don't scare me. Fire doesn't scare me. Would, toads don't scare me. Would you, <laughs> would you ever um, jump out of a plane? Yes. Yes, I would. And I planned to at one point, but then that person... Um, got scared? Uh, moved. And then also, Moran has a pretty bad um, death rate. So I was going to go to oh, that. Oh, really? At the Moran Airport? Yeah, well, it did at one point. I don't know if it still does. <laughs> What about like the ocean? Does the ocean scare you? Like, like the ocean is scary to me because I a lot of it's undiscovered still. Oh, absolutely. So I learned to swim when I was eight, and it was because I was kind of like uncomfortable with water growing up. Even like after learning to swim, I'd always basically said to everyone like I see swimming as more of like a life-saving technique rather than like a recreational like activity. Yeah, that's kind of like what I always said, and that holds a lot truer to me these days. But I live in Chicago. There's that lake out there. Yeah, you could fall in at any time, you know? I've been to the lake maybe twice, maybe three times as far as like in more than just like waiting because I usually just go just to drop, just like to the dogs. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable around water. It's, it's unknown. So it's like, it's a cautious, I want to say. Yeah. But I used to, I used to get really uncomfortable growing up when we were driving over bridges. I had a fear that we would get stuck in the car and fall in, fall in the water and then die. That happened when I, that, 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 was, my, that was my fear growing up. <laughs> yeah, well, think not it. many people have. You gotta prove that, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always had a fear of that. And then I had this recurring nightmare growing up, which who knows if it actually happened then, <laughs> that my mother had left the car and my brother and I were in the back seat and we were stuck and the car started rolling down the street. Did you always wake up right before hitting something or did you ever collide? No, no. But the meaning in that, I do kind of feel like I've been a, been a passenger in my life rather than like a driver. Like not in control of the car as you're driving right now. Right. But I'm driving to a place that you wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> my father, mm -hmm. my father told me that he once had a crazy experience where he woke up and like heard a big Doberman dog like barking at him uh -huh. and then like so went into like the hallway and then there was a Doberman dog running and rushing like rushing at him right and then all of a sudden gone in, in his house yeah like he <laughs> yeah he was awake 
he saw this. He he was awake. I also think maybe he had been on something, maybe. Because <laughs> I think that's where the, that's how it started the conversation, maybe. But yeah, he was. My family believes in demons. Yeah, we I mean, grew up Jehovah's Witnesses. We believe in like demons and all that. Well, I know I want to say we, they. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. So, but like that's most. I grew up learning about like demons and the devil making you do things and all that kind of stuff. So like, maybe that's why I'm not like oh, ghosts. Like. Every Halloween, we went bowling. <laughs> so that, that was pretty cool. You know, I spent some time in Chicago. I got to hear about Nate's creepy story, what he's afraid of. And I, I even found out what you're afraid of, Brian. Clowns. There's nothing funny about them. <laughs> okay, and one last thing before we go. We received a very strange voicemail. Ooh, I'm not even going to set this one up because I honestly don't know how. But anyways, here it is. Okay, enough of that. Um, so yeah, you know, whoever's listening, leave us a voicemail because it's likely we'll play it on the next episode, even if it's weird like that one. Our number is uh, 520-477-1942. And, you know, let us know what you've seen. Bigfoot, aliens, Loch Ness monsters, whatever, you know, something, just something. Plus, if you have seen anything strange, we would love to hear about it. Email us at getwonky at wonkytimes.com for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode of the Wonky Times podcast. And again, happy Pandemonium Day, everyone. Thanks, Brian, for letting us know about that. This is the end of our show. Well, that's it. Thanks for getting wonky with us, everybody. It's time for Matt and Robo Brian to get the heck out of here. Ah!